We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Burgundy and gold today. Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. We'll talk with Scott Abraham at the bottom of the hour about all things Commanders. The Commanders and the uh, Texans on Sunday down in Houston. We'll get a few things in on the uh, Texans uh, coming up this hour as well. Not the pushover you think they might be, especially for this team. Um, so we'll talk about that. We'll get your calls at 301-230-0980. By the way, <clears throat> something I stumbled upon, and I thought it was um, improving, but I was not sure until I saw it in black and white how much better it has been. But... You know, these Monday night, Sunday night, Thursday night, well, hell, last year we had a Tuesday night that wasn't scheduled to be then, but uh, these games are not the complete disasters they've been of yesteryear. Like, for many, many years, like, anything under the lights with the franchise, Washington Redskins, was not good. It was a stretch where it was like, not even did you lose, but you lose, like, embarrassingly bad. Um, It was one of those deals. However, I was pleasantly surprised to see – not surprised, but pleasantly got the confirmation I thought. They are five – they are five and one in their last six primetime games. Now, the one loss feels like five losses because it was to the Cowboys and it was awful last year on Sunday night. But, yeah, five and one in their last six primetime games. Pretty shocking. I don't, and, I, and I will say this. For those of you that are like, wait, 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 wait. You're going to argue with me on the math. The, the games that were rescheduled, like the Eagles one doesn't count. So so I guess you could say 5-2, and two, but whatever. But that is uh, something that I saw this week. That's good. I mean, they've definitely – and if you're undefeated in Pennsylvania, you don't want to play them in a primetime game like the Steelers did. All right, let's get back to uh, phones at 301 Let's talk to Ronald at Greenbelt. How you doing, Ronald? Hey, Scotty. How you doing? Good, sir. Uh, we're talking about the schedule. I'm thinking they're going to finish. I'm looking at 9-8. and eight. I'm telling you something. This is, might come down to that. We may have to get a dub against the Cowboys. Last game of the season, I'm looking at schedule. And hopefully we get some help, or maybe we'll be ahead of Seattle, which is Seattle was currently six. Yeah. So I think 9-8 and eight is sort of a reasonable for me. I think we'll have to do that 9-8. and eight. Mike gets hit us in. Mike, come on that last game against Dallas. So Thanks for taking my get, call. Oh, no problem. So you're saying four more wins. you got to find four more wins. It could be. I mean, it could very well come down to the, the last week of the season. may have some meaning. <clears throat> you know, who knows what it would mean for Dallas at that point. I, th- I still think they're, they're in a pretty good spot, even though they lost this past weekend, and, and suddenly the Giants are in front of them. 
But yeah, I mean, you look at it, 49ers are what? They're a game above. They still have played, you know, they played one less because the Commanders obviously haven't had the bye week yet. So it's probably, yeah, I think nine wins probably gets you right there. Be a lot easier. I think ten would definitely get you there if you're playing the old projection game. I haven't seen what Steve Karnacki thinks yet, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try to reach out. Hey, Paulie in the 757, what up? Jax, what's up, man? Hell to the W. My guy, Satellite. Hey, man, what you said that record was in prime time? You said five and one? Yeah, over the last six. Uh, no Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, Rivera has had a good prime time record. Uh, okay, like I said, no Kirk Cousins. Yeah, okay, yeah. Look, man. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Look at his record. But look, man. Um, Couple things, man. As far as this, uh, the Wentz thing, look, this, this this was the problem with Wentz, man. Right? They brought him in here as if we was just a quarterback away. All right? Wentz is, was trying to reinvent himself, yeah. revive himself as a quarterback on a team that had no identity. You know, I mean, you drop you drop Wentz in, onto this team next year. Hopefully, this past game was. Finding your identity, you drop team, drop them onto this team next year, where we know we're gonna play good defense and we're gonna run the ball. Then you probably would see different results, but you dropped them into a whole dysfunctional situation, just like we did with any other quarterback we had that of any type of talent. RG three, you know, go back Alex Smith, all these quarterbacks that struggled, Kirk Cousins, Colt McCoy, they all would struggle because of what was around them. You know, hopefully this was the start of finding some identity. But I think that was the main thing with with, with Wentz is, is that he got put he he got put to be a savior of a team that has no identity, and he's searching for his own identity. And in saying that, talking about Monday night, man, look, I, I ain't mad at these dudes, man. You got a bunch of young guys over there, and that was a confidence booster for him. You know, that's some that's some athletic bravado that they have going on. And I want them to carry that into the next week, into the rest of the season. Because you look at that team, we had a three-game winning streak that nobody was giving them credit for anything. Oh, you lucked up, uh, the Bears should have beat you. Yeah. Uh, uh, you caught Green Bay at a bad time. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, you just go down the list. So there's no excuses about winning this game on Monday night. And the whole world was watching. It's Monday night football. You know, so you know, let's use that emotion to springboard us to the rest of the season because there's nothing like athletic confidence. You know, and they want to, you know, let them feel like, you know, we here. We have arrived. We know who we are. We're a physical team that wants to run the ball and play good defense. You know, so I, I ain't got no problem with that, really. You know, my problem is with the rest of the nation and the fan base and, you know, everybody else talking about the Eagles game. Well, the Eagles did it. Listen, man, I watched the Minnesota and Buffalo game that everybody wanted to call the game of the year. There was six, five, six turnovers yeah. between the teams. Josh Allen fumbled the ball at the goal line, then threw the interception at the end of the game. Kirk Cousins threw two interceptions, but that's the game of the year. But I don't hear nobody downplaying that win for Minnesota. You know, I don't hear nobody downplaying Minnesota's whole 8-1 and one record where they've won basically on the last possession of most of right. these games. 
Well, you know I, I mean? think because part of it, they, too, they is have, they have, mean, they have, Minnesota they have also beat power. a team that was picked by many to win the Super Bowl. I mean, I think that's probably Listen, why. Okay, I mean, we it, just beat a team that people were picking yeah. to go to the Super Bowl halfway right. through the season. Do you think people look at Taylor Heineke in the same light they do uh, your guy Kirk Cousins? I, I, don't, I think that's a big hey, part of it. Jack, that's probably true. Jackson. We're on the same page, Jax. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. They have name. They have name power. You know what I mean? Minnesota, well, they have track record, Paulie. They, they got track record too, Paulie. Yeah, to yeah. Fair. I'm about to say, although they only made the playoffs one year since he's been there. Right. You know, guess what? They at, spoiler see, alert: they're going to be in it this year. Candy. Yeah, they're going to be yeah, in it. But this what I'm saying is, yeah. you see, you see the eye candy with him throwing the ball to. Uh, 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 Jefferson, and then right. before that, Diggs, and they got right. Dalvin Cook. It's eye candy there. There's no eye candy with us, so we're not getting that same respect. All I'm saying is we beat a good team on Monday night. Sure. Nobody should be downplaying us from that. That's all, man. And like I said, let's keep that bravado. Let's keep that confidence. Let's keep that energy. And let's move that into the rest of the season, man. Because the points right. is there. The pieces is there. Hail to- all right, buddy. Thanks, Nicole. Um, listen, they um... – they did have a good win, and they played well with Minnesota, but, but the game they couldn't finish. I'm with you, but they, they also have razor-thin margins every week. In Minnesota, you could say same deal, but again, they've run it off to, what, 8-1 and, and at this point? It's a little different than 5-5, five and five and, you know, there's there's a big difference. I mean, there is. I mean, whether you want to believe it or not, there, there's a different look about it. Now, look, I would love to see an opportunity to play the Bills. This is the time to play the Bills, right? I mean, because they have – they got issues right now, and they, they have a confidence problem. Although I feel like Josh Allen is overly confident with some of the, mis- with the decisions he makes. But, yeah, I mean, guys, like, it's different than, like, you throw an interception and then, you know, guys make you know guys making plays in you with some of the interceptions. But it's the, the boneheaded ones that this team, and both quarterbacks, Carson and, and Taylor, thrown this year that I think a little bit different. But the one Cousins threw might be the worst interception ever. <laughs> It was so terrible. <laughs> it was so terrible. Oh, my God, it was horrible. But he's had a hell of a year. I mean, and by the way, he didn't struggle here. He, I, I wouldn't say he struggled here. Like, he's – it's not even debatable. He's the best quarterback they've had here in a, in, in a couple decades, okay? And, and that's not saying much. I get it. You know, this isn't – we didn't go from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck here, all right? I get that. But in terms of backing up the seasons in a consistent level. But the problem was for him was always the dollars and the fact that, it's like you just said, they didn't have all the other things they needed at that time. Yeah, they had they were receiver heavy. They didn't have a good running game. They didn't have good defense like they do now. But anyway, whatever. I'm not going to redo that whole thing. I, again, the biggest sin, and Jay hit it a few weeks ago here in the station, it was true, is the fact that they just – wouldn't get out of their own way and just take what they could for him and move on. I mean, that that's all you had to do. Same could be said for the Trent situation. But anyhow, better days ahead, right? 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 Yeah. Anyway. All right, Mike in Maryland also is going to play the respect card. What's happening, Mike? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, buddy. Hey, man. Hey, I was just going to say, man, Um, I just found it interesting, man, that that, that a lot of these people lead, lead, lead the charge with trying to get us a bad reputation, man, and, and just 
fascinating over this owner, man. It's like if you guys just get over that and look at what you got internally, man, you actually got – you're not that far off. And it's like we, we are literally a bad fourth quarter from having a five-game winning streak. And what are we talking about? We're rehashing Jay Gruden, who's a, a coordinator with the Rams with a terrible offense. I mean, it's just pathetic, man. Let's look forward – Dallas had six wins. Buffalo had six wins. With all that hype, we got five wins. Hail to the W. All right, thanks for the call. We're not rehashing anything. I'm just saying he had a good point about the Cousins situation, which I was wrapping up from Paulie's call. But thanks for the call. And he's not an offensive coordinator. He's a consultant. He doesn't work game day with them. He just – I don't know what he does, to be honest with you. It hopefully makes a pretty good paycheck. Hopefully he's what he does. But, yes. Um, <laughs> so, bad fourth quarter. You also – you know, you have to admit – you know, the Bears game could have gone either direction, right? I mean, we, we're going to do that. We're going to play that game about this or that could have been a win or this could have been a loss. I mean, we, we that can go both ways. That can cut both ways um, as well. So just keep that in mind. And just continue to overlook, you know, some of the breaks that the Eagles fans will remind us about for many years to come. But, yeah, I mean, look, it's 5-5 five and five either way you look at it. They're not going to be uh, a huge favorite this weekend for a reason. I mean, you know, they've been in a lot of one-possession games, right? A lot of tight games. And there's nothing wrong with that when you win them. But at some point, you'd like to see them, you know, hey, take command <laughs> of the game earlier and not have to be, you know, breathing into a brown paper bag at the end of the game. Or maybe the fans would prefer that. They weren't. We're the ones that are suffering during these things, watching them, looking for the oxygen and the alcohol. However, however you roll. All right, coming up, we'll get uh, to some Texan stuff. All right, they're not as terrible as their record indicates. They are not to be taken lightly. Um, hopefully, they won't. We'll get to that straight ahead here on the team that any streaming live on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, back here. Team 980 is Burgundy and Gold today. Stream you live in the free Odyssey app. Texans, Commander Sunday. The uh, Texans, believe it or not, have won the last three meetings between the teams. They only played each other five times. The Texans are a newish franchise still. But uh, they've won the last three. Of course, the Alex Smith um, game uh, was the most recent one that uh, was obviously awful with the injury uh, to Alex Smith. And, um, you know, who will ever forget that? And that was kind of the remembrance from that football game. And there was the Mark Brunel game down there where he set an NFL record for completions, but, like, all at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> that was crazy. That was absolutely crazy. Um, and that uh, 
That's that was a weird team. I mean, you, like we talk about, like people dog Heineke in his arm and all that. I mean, they won. I mean, remember, they won with Brunel, and I mean, he literally couldn't throw it downfield. I mean, he literally could not throw it downfield at that point. He was a guy who actually, at one point in his career, was actually, you know, a, a guy who could throw a deep ball. Um, but then there's always the Cowboys game, right? The uh, Santana Moss Cowboys game where he, he found it, you know, suddenly for that football game. It was crazy. But, I mean, for a while there, it looked like he was never going to throw another ball downfield. It was nuts. Absolutely nuts. Watching him at times. They have been able to run it well. Um Talking about the Texans with uh, Damian Pierce, the rookie, he's been pretty tough. Uh, he's a he's a bit of a bit of a load, as they say, as a runner. Strong kid. He is. He ran all over Philadelphia a few weeks ago. Of course, you saw how the Eagles struggled clearly um, against the uh, Commanders as well. I think the Eagles are now five straight games. They've had well over 100 yards given up on the ground. But you know the Texans, they got off to a you know, a good start this season. Have not won since they won that first game. Davis Mills is not terrible. Um, Davis Mills is actually fairly good, but they don't have a ton of playmakers. You know, of course, Bill O'Brien ran off the best playmaker they had several seasons ago with DeAndre Hopkins, which is still one of those ones where I never quite understood that they haven't really been trying to win either. With what's you know, in terms of the way the front office is supported or not supported, the the actual game day roster, the team roster. Um, and Lovey Smith and this crew. Didn't look like they were trying to win last year. Uh, kind of has the same vibe about it this year. But yet they're in games. I mean, the, the Giants, they didn't put them away. It was a tight game. They had a, they stuck around for a while. So I would, I'd, you know, again, before you get too roster, you know, schedule heavy on, yeah, this is a W in marking it down, you know, don't put it in pen yet. But, you know, Davis Mills, is, um, he's, okay. he's got his moments. I mean, he had 319 yards against the Giants last week. Um, he had a game against the Raiders where he threw for over 300. I mean, I watched the one dr- against Philly. Like, he had some drives. You're like, yeah, this guy's actually pretty good. Then he had some other drives. Like, oh, my God, he's terrible. I mean, if they let Brandon Cooks play again after the whole, you know, I guess he left the team after he didn't get traded or whatever happened. They suspended him. He's allowed to play. He's always been, wherever he's been, and he's been well-traveled, a, a threat to make plays. So that's certainly something you look at. Their offense, I believe, right now, after this week, it's still not – I mean, they're – they're. I mean, we think the commander's offense is frustrating in terms of scoring, but the Texans are, like, below 17 points a game right now, uh, 26th in rushing, 25th in passing, you know, 28th in scoring. I mean, these are not – these are not exciting numbers at all. Um, but defensively, you know, their team you should be able to run on. I mean, their, their team, again, this formula that you had against Philly. I mean, you see Miles Sanders on Thursday night a few weeks ago. He was able to – they were able to run it really well in that game. Uh, most teams, you know, Saquon Barkley ran it well against them. They've had allowed 100 or more yards rusher in eight of their nine games this year. So 100 or more yards rushing, I should say, eight, in eight of their nine games they've allowed. And they've had also five games where there's at least 150 yards given up on the ground. Now, their pass defense, I, I'm, I struggle to know, is it good because of Sauce Gardner and some of the players they have back there, or is it good because teams just like to run on them so damn much? Because their passing numbers aren't bad. I mean, they're like middle of the road, like 16th in the league right now. And scoring defense, you know, 21st, which is not as horrific for a 1-7-1 team as you would think it would be. But at the same time, if you go in there thinking you're just going to roll your helmets out on the field, and it's going to be over, you know, you're in for a rude awakening. I mean, they have a better scoring defense um, 
you know, then I, I think it, the record indicates, right? Like, you would think it would be much worse. you think it would be 32nd or 30th at the bare minimum. But, you know, they have been okay there. You know, been in, again, some games, tied the game, lost the game. I just, I don't know. I feel a little uneasy about it. I know Paulie was talking about he was happy the guys were celebrating, and that's fine. And, you know, again, they're young. They have not been there. That's true. Totally true. And I understand also, though, why – you know, Ron Rivera want to rein that in going into this week to make sure everybody's just like, all right, that's just one game, guys. That's it. And understand why, you know, veterans, you know, like John Allen would try to do the same. Because there's no doubt. I mean, there is a uh, there is a concern that you kind of get full of yourself. And, you know, we've seen this here, not just with this particular staff, but with others where, you know, you tend to get ahead of yourselves after a while. But I, look, I agree with with, with any, anybody who would tell me this year that they just didn't have this. In, I think they have enough talent. I don't. For once, I really do not think that is the problem. Sometimes how they use the talent or who gets to play before somebody else sometimes has been a discussion uh, I'd like to have with them. But no, overall, yeah, there is enough talent here. Sure, could they use upgrades in certain areas? Absolutely. But I know, look, they can function. This is a team they should be able to go down and push around. You know, this is a team that you should be able to continue to, you know, run the ball against and be pretty good and then take your chances. And then it's Kevler again. You know, last week it was just one or two plays in that game against against the Eagles that could have, you know, killed them. But then he made, you know, two other plays that that saved them, you know. So it is going to be the roller coaster ride. You're going to deal with it all. It's like the whole experience. We were talking about the Carson Wentz experience earlier this year. And Taylor has his own – Kind of experience thing. I mean, one of the most underrated plays of the game was the snap over his head. You know, to have the wherewithal to get the ball, throw it out of bounds, you know, keep you in a down a distance that was still manageable. That was huge. Yeah, taking the kneel down late, I don't think he knew he was going to draw, a, you know, a roughing, but he was trying to preserve the clock, which was a good play to make sure that they didn't end up in a, you know, running out of bounds to save his own body. You know, that wasn't the play there. It was just to keep the clock moving. But, I mean, that fresh hit of downs was huge. I mean, that really ended any chance, you know, for them to have any real time to do anything. Talking about the Eagles and uh, Jalen Hurts ended up being a huge part of the win, no doubt about it. Although, you know, look, the defense had probably was confident enough they could have felt like they'd come out there and they can keep them out of the end zone because that's all you had to do at that point. But that just ensured that there was going to be you know, outside of a Stanford band kind of play, no chance for anything like that to happen. They did a nice job with it. So on Damian Pierce, the rookie, he had 94 against the Giants. He's had five games of 90 or more over the last few weeks. Leads all rookies in rushing and fifth in the league in it as well. So he's no joke. I mean, you know, we saw, this team did a pretty good job. And I think Derrick Henry ended up with over 100, but it was not, you know, one of those, like, Derrick Henry 200-yard games or, you know, Derrick Henry didn't have huge numbers per carry. I mean, you could live with this guy getting 90 yards as long as, again, Davis Mills isn't beating you. Davis Mills, you know, like I said, drive to drive, he's like a different – like it's very – like multiple personalities almost. I mean, like sometimes you watch him and go, wow, that's really good. And then you're like, oh, my God, that's horrendous. But there's a lot of inconsistency there. And, you know, they've been known to turn the ball over. 
They've been turning it over the last few games. They're you know when they're zero and four, they have multiple turnovers. And what what has changed the tide for this this team here, with the Commanders partially has been finally they're creating takeaways, not turning the ball over as much. Remember for the first five weeks, it was the only takeaways were the Derek Force pick in Week One, and then there was the two muff punts. But since then, they've suddenly you know they've come in bunches as they often they often do for whatever reason. That is like a, one of those tried and true sayings about football that ends up happening which is like these turnovers, they tend to happen in bunches, and they actually have in this case. Uh, with this team this week, obviously four against the Eagles, you know, two by Derek Forrest, which is great. And hey, props to Joey, Joey the Sly. Joey Sly was the uh, NFC uh, Special Teams Player of the Week. Media 58 and 55 yards should probably do that for you. And they were um, – they needed all of them. I mean, they needed all – the one before halftime was huge because so often we have pounded our heads after these games and said, my God goodness why doesn't this team try to get points before half you know it's just like a you know play the clock I mean maximize your possessions what are you doing taking a knee you know but the Eagles went that quick three and out and they were able to get it down there with just the one time out and bury that field goal that was that was big momentum going into halftime especially with the Eagles you know getting the opening drive in the second half and for slide to drill it and that would have been good from long long range no question I mean that would have been that would have been huge. He could have buried that thing from like 61. Apparently in warm-ups, he was saying that he was very comfortable at 60 and beyond. Actually, the 58-yarder to me looked like, I don't know, maybe it was a camera angle. It looked like it was so high up that that could have been been good from, you know, 65-plus. Where's the next-gen stats on that one you needed on Monday night? All right, Scott Abraham's going to join us next. We'll talk about the... Commander's quarterback decision, question mark, ahead. And also, is he buying into the momentum? Is he buying into the momentum the Commanders appear to be creating right now as they head down to Houston? We'll get to that straight ahead. It is Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson with you here, Team 980, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. All right, back here on Burgundy and Gold today. Scott Jackson here with you. And we go the two Scots formation as uh, Scott Abraham, ABC7, joins us via the Hadid, or excuse me, hello, via the BetQL guest hotline. Uh, Bet Smart to be the books. Download the BetQL app today. What is happening, Scott? Hey, who would be the starting quarterback between us? I mean, that's you, man. You're, you're a lot younger. Think so? um, you could probably absorb okay. the hits. Um, more, more mobile? You're mobile? definitely more mobile right now, okay. yeah. Hey, by the way, I was talking to you're, – you're still playing tennis, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was talking to one of my friends that plays tennis. He's a lot older than you. Um, and I, I said, hey, why not pickleball at this point, right? Like, is you, you don't move like you used to. I'm, I'm saying to this guy, and his, his joints hurt. Have you thought about the transition at what point you're going to have to move over to pickleball? I know. it's a, a, we uh, uh, Us uh, tennis folks, we call it the dark side. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because literally it's like, it's like a cult that's developing yes, uh, with, with this pick, pickleball fandom. Um, I, I'm definitely not close to being there yet. I do no, have some go. close tennis buddies uh, that have tried it and picked it up and enjoyed it. Um, I, I was a big ping pong player yeah. back in high school. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's very similar to the tennis and ping pong, but I like my tennis for the workout, for the, uh, the kind of the physicality and, sure. the, and the mental aspect. So uh, I'm, I'm going to be for tennis for hopefully another 10, 15 years, and then maybe I go to the dark side. But <laughs> I'm, te- I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Scott, it is literally the fastest-growing sport it in is. the world. I mean, it is, it is all over the place. All these celebrities are hopping on this professional pickleball yeah. league and yeah. buying up teams. And 
Um, I watched a, a actually a pretty good segment on HBO Real Sports. Um, they had a huge feature on pickleball. It's very interesting of just how like that cult mentality, and they're kind of taking over these public tennis courts. Yeah. And there's literally fights and battles of like, get off my court. This is for tennis. This is not pickleball. So it's been very fascinating. Yeah, and actually, I was surprised to find out talking to a friend of mine when I was covering tennis this year that it's actually been around since the '60s. I didn't realize there was such a history. Of oh, it, but, but anyway, really? interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that because CBS Sports and a lot of these networks are taking games now, are taking these professional leagues crazy. But anyway, let's get to the football. All right, you were on the Ron Rivera Zoom yesterday, I know, and you asked questions. Uh, I mean, any part of you think that there is a chance that he would put Carson Wentz back on the field if he gets the medical clearance this week? So I actually, after the press conference, I texted a couple of the buddies on, on the beat, and I was like, my first text was, is Ron waffling? Question mark. <laughs> because... Uh, like it's just I don't know. I got the impression that maybe he's actually thinking about going back to Wentz. And in in my opinion, I think it's a no brainer that sure. you stick with Heineke. Um, if it's not broke, then why would you try to fix something? The momentum, the confidence there. There's a juice there uh, that's been developing over the last several weeks with Taylor Heineke. I don't know why you would not give him another opportunity to start in Houston. But with him being non-committal and saying kind of has to see where Carson is or he has to talk to the players and get their perspective. I understand that. But, um, you know, after coming off a game, a cock, coming off a performance and a win like that in Philly against an undefeated team, I don't know, maybe I thought in the back of my mind he would just say, yeah, Taylor's going to be the starter and we're going to roll with him to see what's going on. But he didn't say that, and uh, we wait. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I kind of felt like he was just doing the coach thing, right? And then I think there's yeah. part of him, too, that, hey, you never know. You might have to play Wentz again, so you don't want to make it seem like it was just so easy uh, as well. And then there's also the whole part of it, would you have a game this week, and why would you give Lovey Smith any information earlier than you absolutely Correct. have to? So I, I think there's all those things. And, hey, you know what? Maybe there is a medical question still, right? Like maybe there is still a medical question uh, at this point. But, I mean, all the criteria that he laid out for you yesterday – reeks of Taylor Heineke, right? Like like momentum, you know, what's best for the team, not putting one person above, you know, in front of the team. I mean, that all reeks of Taylor Heineke, clearly. Yes, and I, I just think, you know, it, it's the right decision and the right call at sure. this juncture, at this point, uh, to stick with Taylor. And look, look at the schedule, Scott. You got Houston, Atlanta, Giants by Giants. I, I look at these, I kind of look at these these first two games, Houston, Atlanta. I don't see any reason why Washington should lose these two games. Again, you know, this is old Washington. You know, yes, maybe I'm scared about the Houston game, a big letdown, emotional high with the Philly win. Yeah. But there, there's something here. Like, I feel it. Like, just watching those videos, the excitement, the plane ride. I mean, I think they've um, they've kind of turned a corner, as, as Ron said, of maybe there's a belief here that they can do something. And, why would you lose to a Houston team that has one win uh, on the season? So uh, I'm expecting them to, to handle business in Houston, come back home to hopefully a juiced up FedEx field and take on an Atlanta team. But um, I, I'm liking I, – I just thought they played so well. I thought they the – team win. I thought I, it was so nice to see them kind of be the bully. They were the bully in that sure. game, and they really took it to Philly, and they, they were physical. They punched them in the mouth, and they were not um, – they were not intimidated by an undefeated team. They took it right to him, and it was just so awesome to see uh, kind of Washington rise to the occasion on a, on a primetime spotlight. 
Yeah, no doubt. We're here with Scott Abraham, ABC7, with us here via the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, be the books, download the BetQL app today. All right, so if you, you know, again, we'll find out, I would think, by tomorrow at the latest, right, who the quarterback is. I mean, yeah, I mean, you would think, but maybe there is gamesmanship, Scott, that he waits until Saturday or Sunday. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, it'll be pretty obvious to some, but maybe they just keep it from you guys while you're out there. <laughs> right. Cover and practice, they, they delay right. the uh, the part where the first team guys go together. Maybe that's what they do. But it, it sure seems like, you know, it'll, it'll be pretty obvious once, once they get to that point. My question is, if assuming they stick with Heineke, which I th- well, I, I'm still betting that direction, do, do you, is, is Carson Wentz automatically the number two? He, he, if he's healthy, why why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't he be? And, and I think the 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 fact that Ron says I got to check on Carson, I got to yeah. check on himself. I feel like he knows already. Like I mean, maybe that's yeah. part of the the media ploy of mm-hmm. not giving us the whole meal per se. So he kind of knows where Carson's at and what he's been doing. And if Carson's healthy, of course, I, I would assume he would be the backup. And uh, watching some clips and just seeing the background. Uh, during the Philly game, he was on the sidelines, supportive, smiling, cheering, and that was great to see. So uh, hopefully everything you know goes well in terms of status quo. Like Carson supports Taylor, Taylor supports mm-hmm. Carson, and the train does not get off the tracks in that type of dimension. Well, yeah, and look, Carson, everybody's looking at him with a microscope, right? Like waiting for the guy who supposedly you know sulked in Philly. The, the, the male, the male content, right, 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 right. So the, yeah. and, and look, he's got to know too for the long play. Hey, if it's not going to work out here beyond this season, I've got to come off like a guy who just lost his job because of injury and was a supportive guy even though, hey, yeah, I would have rather been playing. But, you know, kind of like what Taylor said the other day. Like I thought, you know, people were like, wow, can you believe Taylor said that? It was so big of him. Like he's going to be a free agent. I mean, he has to say that. I mean, he can't say you better keep me the job or else. I mean, you know, what else is he supposed to say? Of course, and I think there is a respect level and maybe even a good friendship between those two guys too. Oh, totally. Like, I sat down with, with both in August, and they were both talked so highly of each other. And uh, even Taylor was so appreciative of how Carson kind of brought him back to his faith and in, 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 in Bible readings. And um, so I, I think they have a good foundation, a good relationship. And, you know, just going back to the fact of, of the way this team has played the last four or five games with, with Taylor – under center uh, again we know his limitations but he brings that extra element that unfortunately Carson does not have you got to stick with Taylor and uh, try to get a win in Houston that's that's kind of where I'm at right now yeah me too uh, we're here with Scott Abraham ABC7 WGLA check him out there uh, of course uh, talking commanders here on uh, Burgundy Gold today here on the Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app all right you mentioned the momentum it feels like they might be building even with a blip against the Vikings they got this you know again on paper and again, in that game they should have won Scott I right. mean that was the 10 point lead in the fourth quarter sure absolutely had a chance. I mean, they also have had games that they've won they could have lost. But, you know, that's kind of the NFL these days, yep. razor-thin margins and those kind of things. But that being said, you know, you play the schedule game looking ahead. What do you think the number will need to be in order for them to make uh, to make the playoffs? Is it nine wins? Is it ten wins? What do you think it is? So they're, well, they're half game out right now. I think yep. they're eight, eight in the NFC. Um, I think, like, I look at the teams, like, in front of them, I think San Francisco's a monster. I think they, I think the 49ers can win it all. I, I just, wow. I think they're a sleeping, I think they're a sleeping giant. That'd be funny. I, 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 I really do. They have a really good defense. They got so many different 
pieces on offense and versatility, and Shanahan is the play caller with uh, with um, McCaffrey. I like the Niners uh, coming out of the NFC at, at this juncture. But I think to your question, I think you have to get nine wins at, at least uh, to to make the to make the NFC. These two giant games coming up could be massive as well. I mean, look where the Giants are at right now. Yeah. Um, if you win both, my goodness. If you split, I don't think it's the end of the world. Uh, if you lose both, then that's kind of disastrous. Sure. But, um, you know, what's what's after? So you have Atlanta, you have uh, Houston, you have the two Giants games, you have a Dallas game, you have the Niners. Um, who, who else am I missing that's left? Um, Cleveland. Cleveland. Um, with, so yeah, with Deshaun well, Cleveland, Watson. Yep. Uh, Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. So uh, I, I think it's I think I think it's there to to get to, to at least nine wins because they're at five and five right now. Do I see four wins? Houston, uh, Atlanta, um, maybe a Cleveland a Giants game. Yeah, I think they can get to nine. I really do. I think a loss to San Francisco that'll be tough going out there. I think nine wins will be close, but um, I think they have a chance, guys. I really do. All right, Chase Young. Um, well, there's a decision to be made here pretty soon. Even if he's active on the, a- or excuse me, even if he's put on the active roster, do you think he necessarily has to play this week? No, uh, I don't, because I think the defense is, is playing just as well without him. The defense is a big reason why where they're at right now, and they're getting takeaways which they didn't at the beginning of the season. Uh, what type of Chase Young will we be getting? Will he just be kind of a a specialist, a third down guy, bring you know, early on. I can't expect him to play almost every snap of a football game coming off an ACL surgery. And you kind of have to temper your expectations with a Chase Young, what he does come back when he gets on the field. Because it's been a long recovery. And let's be honest, that year number two, before he got hurt, he wasn't, he wasn't playing all that great. He wasn't the Chase Young right. from his rookie year. So if he could be that third down pass rush specialist, you know, maybe for the Houston game, that's great. But I, I don't expect him to be, you know, an every-down guy right away. Um, I think it's going to take time to get that. There's a difference between kind of being in shape for practice and being in shape for a game. I think I think it's going to take a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think it's got to be a slow uh, roll to get him back. And, again, the good news is that's not a position that is in desperate need of, uh, of a shot in the arm necessarily because they've been really good. Uh, I mean, yeah, look, they've, they've been awesome. With no Cole Holcomb. I mean, Jamin Davis has really stepped up and shine. I think the secondary, those young guys, the Force and St. Juice, Wild Goose. I mean, um, the uh, Ridgeway has made some big plays uh, up front. There's some players that have stepped up and kind of risen uh, with the opportunity in, at hand, and that's all you can ask for with next man up mentality, and, and these guys are playing. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's been uh, it's been fun to watch, no doubt, with the, with the way they've kind of melted together, uh, for sure. All right, you are you out there today? Uh, I guess no. There's no. There's nothing today, right? Like there's no uh, there's no availability today, right? Is it a closed walkthrough or is it open? I'm in the parking lot right now oh, at team headquarters. We All have right. a walkthrough at four o'clock. Okay, it is open. So, My bad. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Walkthrough well, at four. Ron's, yeah, Ron's supposed to Ron's supposed to talk at five. Um, so. It's a, it's, a, it's a brief walkthrough. Uh, they'll go full um, on Thursday, but it'll be good to kind of talk to the guys and uh, see where they're at because I think the big question is, Scott, is you come off such an emotional high, right? A, a yeah. season-changing, maybe a season-defining win. How do you kind of hit the reset button? How do you forget about that, turn the page, refocus, and get ready for a Houston team that has one win? Let's be honest, this 
this is one of those trap games, right? When you yes, when you is. label games, this is a trap game because it's a on the road. It's a team that has no business of making the playoffs. They're not going anywhere. They don't have a great quarterback. Um, it's a, you got to be. You got to be. It's a, it's a danger game. It's a danger spot. You have to be ready to play, or you're going to get beat. All right. Hey, great stuff, Scott. Enjoy it, buddy. Talk to you soon. See you, man. See you, Scott. All right. Take care. Scott Abraham, ABC7 with us here on the Team Nightly on Burgundy Gold today. By the way, I I, I, forgot, I don't know why I said Sauce Gardner earlier. Um, I meant Darryl, Derek Stingley Jr. Uh, is the Texans rookie. Derek Stingley Jr. has not allowed a touchdown this year. How about that? I mean, Sauce Gardner's had a good year with the Jets, but I, I don't think he has that distinction. So Derek Stingley Jr., um, you know, where they, they took him – Early, maybe some people thought he was going to fall to the top ten. You know, I, I think we were some, we were doing some of that draft discussion prior to the season, like you know, prior to the draft, just prior to the season, prior to the draft, and like one of the scenarios where he could fall to the Commanders, and we're like, whoa, this would be huge. Of course, it never happened. He didn't even get anywhere close to it. I mean, same with Gardner. I mean, both of those guys went quick, but yeah, Derek Stingley Jr. has not allowed a touchdown this season so far. I'm, I'm kind of monitoring the uh, – Ron Rivera's talking to the Houston media today on their conference call. Lovey Smith did the same with the uh, commanders. It looks like a lot of this is about Lovey and his relationship, time together, blah, blah, blah. So really nothing. He's not going to tell Houston, hey, yeah, uh, here's my starting quarterback. I'm not going to tell Washington yet, but, yeah. But, you know, hey, wanted to see if he expounded upon anything. Any more, any more breadcrumbs, but no, not the case. All right, coming up uh, at the top of the hour, the Hoffman Show here on the Team 980. Uh, we will come back. We'll some more NFL before we get out of here. Scott Jackson with you, Burgundy Gold, today here on the Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. All right, back here on Burgundy and Gold today here on the Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Uh, we will have Hoffman show coming up at the top of the hour. Doc will be back with me tomorrow. Looking forward to that. I'm sure um, he's still probably floating. He's so excited about what happened Monday night. I mean, he he needed. I mean, I, he was very tense on Monday. I, I have to say this now. He was very tense on Monday. I did. I did. I felt like I wasn't getting a good feel from him on how the game was going to go because he was so tense. But obviously, went very well. Now it's time to get greedy. I, I would agree with the overall theme from what Scott said to some of the callers today. I mean, I think it is time for this group to be greedy. Like I said, it is uncharted territory for staff and players. They have not played from ahead, so to speak, in a season. But you have a hell of an opportunity here. And, and not disrespecting opponents, what have you, because clearly all these games are just as much as they. we have to say they're winnable, we also can say they are losable because of what this team has um, you know, certainly shown us in the past. So, yeah, until they prove to be completely – trustworthy, you have to throw out the caveat, yes, and losable games as well. Because remember, I mean, literally had to stop the Bears on the one-yard line, half-yard line, really, to win that horrific game. But that wasn't with Heineke. I get it. But they did throw up over themselves down the stretch against the Vikings. was with Heineke. So, anyway. I'm interested to see it Sunday. I can't get here quick enough, but they obviously need these days to, like, get back down to earth. (coughs) Clearly. I mean, they need to rein them in. (coughs) Rein them in a little bit. Young guys had fun. No doubt. Looks like a hell of a flight. I am amused at how many of these flight videos are coming out after these games. I don't know if the league loves it because the league is so stuffy and, you know, how they're. I think the fans love it. 
But I don't know how the, the NFL feels about it. I wonder how they feel about it. And, like, people are just like, oh, my God, the Vikings, they're so crazy in these flights. I mean, they're just, I mean, you're showing your age by that, folks. I mean, you've heard about the Viking ships and what they did in those days. We'll get smooth on that sometime. Anyway, let's not, you know, this is just one thing. But anyway, I digress. So the, again, the Commanders, their Sunday, I think at this point we're, what, three and a half is what the number is. Commanders by three and a half. Be fascinated to see if that does anything this week or if it stays put. People stay away from it. What they end up doing, but it is now three, excuse me, three. Depends on, I guess, your bookmaker. Anyway, your friend Lou at the corner, maybe he's he's trying to get three and a half from you. Three. So this, you know, for a few weeks it looked like, will they ever be favored again to now? Here they are favored on the road against the Texans, assuming back here next week against the Falcons, unless they play horrifically this weekend. Same deal. So, boy, we'll have to have our research staff find out when the last time they'd be back-to-back favorites in any season. I believe it's the Giants game is on the first Giants game is the road Giants game. So there'll probably be a dog there, but then they're the game after the bye week here. I would imagine they would, depending on how that one turns out, they got a chance to be the favorites in that one as well. So we'll uh, keep that stuff charted. Not that it matters too much, but it is kind of tells you what the what the guys that or in the know, think about the team and where how much they've improved or not. But they have improved significantly in terms of the way they're perceived over these last few weeks, it feels like. All right. Um, one other thing I wanted to hit before we get out of here on the um, commander's front. You know, Joey Sly. So it was just a few weeks ago in a game, and I believe it was literally a few weeks ago because it was the Minnesota game, when they passed on an opportunity to kick – would have been a 50-ish yard, 53, 52-yard field goal, I want to say, in that game. Went for it, didn't make it, and people were like, what the heck is going on here? Why can't you trust your kicker uh, to do that? And then Monday night on the road, they felt the need to go ahead and, and let him kick not only from 58, which he drilled, but also 55. I mean, the 58-yarder was, you know, was insane. When you think about it, you know, looking at – what they had trusted him to do previous weeks. And in the moment, I was like, I don't know, man. This seems kind of reckless, right? <laughs> like For a while there, you know, the 49 felt like the, the complete thing you could do. But a 58-yarder, but again, it's before halftime, so okay. The 55-yarder uh, in the fourth quarter, you know, after they got the fumble and went nowhere. But that was, that was huge. They needed that one. I mean, again, they needed every single point they got in this football game. But interesting, I'd love to know, like, what was it that day where it didn't feel like they really trusted him in, against Minnesota to what changed on, on Monday night where, I don't know, maybe it was just the warm-ups. I mean, maybe they based it all off the warm-ups. I'm not sure. But that was wild how they had no hesitation, you know, with the 55. And, again, a 58 before half, you know, I don't want to say there's. No, it's not a. It's not a no lose because sure, sure it could be a lose, right? Like you could definitely lose if you if you if you uh, get it blocked because if you kick it too low and then the other way, it's the way that ends a half. We've seen that happen before with teams. You know, have the group out there that are not good at chasing down. You know, are not good at running down people. Sly got hurt 
two seasons ago in one of those situations trying to run a guy down. But they went for it on a fourth and one against Minnesota from their own thir- from Minnesota's 38. So that would have been a 55-yarder, and that was with five- that was in the third quarter of the Vikings game. And he did miss a field goal in that game too. Remember, um, he had the missed field goal as well. So I don't know. That's well, hopefully this is the new Joey Sly, right? Moving forward, hopefully this is a guy they can trust and they can take shots at like that because you should be able to kick kicks like that all right that'll do it thanks to chris baker for joining us big swaggy scott abraham the hoffman show is straight ahead with anthony haney uh for michael marr scott jackson saying so long until next time which will be tomorrow at this time 12 to 3 with brick doc walker here on the team 90 streaming live on the free odyssey app we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.